0: Chasing Kangaroos acknowledges the First Nations people as the strong and resilient custodians of the land, waters and skies from which we record. We pay our respects and gratitude to the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation who nurtured this country for generations and whose stolen land we record these podcasts. We pay respects to their leaders, past and present and emerging, and to the countless First Nations people who have done so much to enrich our game of rugby league. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to Chasing Gillaroos. My name is Big T. The show is audio produced by Paul Murchison, but most importantly, it's the Eels' greatest champion, Mary Kay. Welcome to Week 4, Mary.
1: Thank you very much. It was half a good weekend for my Parramatta Eels last <laughs> week. I'm hoping for a fully good weekend this weekend. A girl can dream, right?
0: And excellent games. I mean, although I, I see the Ws and the Ls on both sides, but both excellent games.
1: Absolutely. So, you know,
0: the club the club can't ask for too much more except for maybe some wins. Now, the last time we spoke to you, you mentioned that you were having a really big week. How did that pan out?
1: It panned out fine, Big T, but I'm now just like in another big week. Uh, I don't know, Big T, whether you ever live your life saying things like, oh, I just need to get to the end of this period and I'll be okay, but <laughs> yes. then you just end up in another one of those periods. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm just counting down until Jimmy and I leave for the Rugby League World Cup at the end of the year Man. and hopefully then I'll uh, get some peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Um, great. And, and the other issue that you might have, other than being extremely um, capable and talented and that's why people want to give it to you, is that also there's that fantastic adage of, uh, if you want something done, you give it to the busiest person. And so often when you would be maybe spiralling from period of work to period of work, it's because people are seeing Mary's getting stuff done. Let's give let's give that next job to Mary.
1: My favourite always big tease when people are like, oh, gee, Mary, how do you get it all done? By the way, can you do this for us? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yes. yeah, of course, no problem. I can do that for you.
0: Sounds a lot like an NRLW podcast that you have to record at 8.30 at night on a weeknight. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Who, who are the kind of people that ask you those kind of things? Um, That's
1: number one on my list, Big T, recording that podcast. Number one on my list.
0: Now, um, speaking of high on the list but maybe not positive lists, uh, uh, let's, have, let's have some chats about things that happen happening in NRLW. Obviously, we've got a big episode of positive things or some incredible games. Is there any news or anything that's catching your eye that you just want to try to clear the air, get out of the way before we start? Yes. (laughs) Good, I can feel it. it.
1: (laughs) Yes, confirming. Big T, why the hell are we playing two NRLW games in Melbourne on Saturday? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't understand for so many reasons. First of all, the clubs ask people to become NRLW members. Essentially, you get no benefit out of those memberships because you can't get into games. And even on weekends where there are less games and potentially more grounds to play games at, Mm. they take the games to Melbourne, obviously, for broadcast reasons. Second of all, three out of the four teams that are playing in Melbourne do not have NRLM teams competing So we are asking staff that are at the end of their season and who have probably been working NRLM and NRLW to then probably have to take Friday and Saturday to travel down to Melbourne. I just, I I really don't understand it. And I know when it comes to the Brisbane Broncos and the Gold Coast Titans, they have to travel quite a bit. But we have four teams travelling for no reason other than to fit in a broadcast schedule. I really, it... It really baffles me, big T. Mm.
0: And so and so, we're obviously talking about the Titans are playing at 1 in the afternoon, which is not a great time. The, the Broncos-Dragons are playing at 2.50. And then the Melbourne game the, in the NRLM is against the Raiders at 5.40. So also just for a, a person trying to go to watch those games, if you're a big rugby league lover in Melbourne, and I can hear that sentence already and it sounds weird, if you're a big rugby league lover in Melbourne, to go to the game at one and it finish around seven also feels like a very weird day.
1: It does. Do you go out afterwards? Do you go home to bed?
0: Yeah. What do you do? Do you eat lunch and dinner there? (laughs) Like that's an unusual in a stadium. Yeah, that's poorly. The other thing while we're just quickly griping before we get into a great um, episode on how positive and lovely we are, it was really hard for me to watch the Roosters-Dragons game on Friday night. Um, the one that already played. Because, Explain to me. Well, um, every pub wanted to watch me, wanted to put on the manly warming up before yes. their NRLM game uh, in mm-hmm. the pouring rain out in wherever they were. Uh, and I kept asking the pub if they could change the channel and realised that they were just playing fox legs. There was no other way to watch it. And mm. I was I was upset because at the time I was with a whole bunch of blokes who I had tickets to that game. I was trying to get the boys to go down there. But the um, that was an incredible game, dragons and roosters. Like that is, you know, the one v two. Or well, I mean, I know Newcastle's up there, but it's two of the best. It's a grand final replay. It's that should have been the the pinnacle of that round. And we were instead of watching that, we were watching Manly warm up um, in a torrential rain. And that game ended up being great against Canterbury, but we we didn't know that before we were choosing the telecast. And I was really disappointed that a game that had no impact on the standings or, or anything like that was going to be bumped for a game that was you know, possibly not only the grand final last year, but the two top three teams this year. It was, I was perplexed by that too.
1: And I understand because I really am so thrilled that the Roosters and the Dragons and the NRLW got to open the new stadium. But in a year where there is no need to pit NRLM and NRLW fans against each other and force yes. them to make choices... It's unclear to me why we are. I think Mm. in future we will unfortunately get to that point, particularly if the seasons are running concurrently and the dream is to have as many NRLW teams as there are NRLM teams. There'll have to be clashes. But there's just no reason for it this year. Um, So I I also found that baffling and I did a little poll. It's probably not reflective given the majority of people who follow me are really (laughs) interested in women's sport, but most people were watching Roosters Dragons on Friday Mm. night.
0: Mm, yeah, that's and that makes sense because it was great. And the only very cynical thing that kind of crept into my ear was that we wanted to talk about how the first game being played at the SFS was the men's game. I mean, and, you know, to, that feels like a narrative that that wanted to be, you know, said because I heard it said a few times on the week before. The first game is going to be here. The first game will be Roosters versus South. It's going to be the first game. Where in actual mm. fact, it wasn't the first game. It was it was the second game. So. Anyway, that was that was disappointing. Also disappointing that all the guys that I was with, who who all love rugby league, weren't keen to go down and watch that game um, beforehand. And mm. also, and also the Beresford, sorry, not the Beresford, the the place that now owns it, the Justin Hems and all of his people had half Maryvale had half price beers on during that game just to like, you know, they and, did indeed. Yeah, to have like a great vibe for that thing. Anyway. Anyway, we're, we're growing as a, as a rugby league community and a, and a fan base and, and as a television broadcast and as a whole entire rugby league enterprise. We're all growing each year. You said in our last episode that the West Tigers are going to make ish, uh, problems and have issues as they start with their team. And obviously we're still, as an entire rugby league organisation, still having some teething issues and how this whole thing is going to work at the same time. We just experienced it because, all that's probably the only difference. Hmm. Uh, Any other NRLW news that we should do before we get into that incredible game?
1: No, let's get into the games, Big T. Um, There are some great performances to talk about and some great showdowns for those Jillaroos jerseys at the end of the year really starting to sort of frame up. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Teas. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees.
0: So the first game of rugby league ever played on the SFS was Mm -hmm. the the Sydney Roosters versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The Roosters ended up winning 34-6 at Allianz. Uh, Six tries. Leanne Tafua, Jocelyn Kelleher, Zahara Temara, Samantha Bremner, Atessa Poole, and Jocelyn Kelleher. Zamara Temara was five from six, and boy, howdy. Well, let's sorry, Mona Lisa Soliola was the sole trial score for the Dragons, and Rachel Pearson converted that. I think it was her first or second kick that Temara kicked was from the touchline, maybe a metre in, bit of wind, the the rain was kind of coming and going, and she absolutely nailed it. And I like when I watched the replay later. When I got home, I spat out the drink I was drinking, but I like, just couldn't <laughs> believe how incredible. Uh, I mean, anyone kicking that goal was great. But we have known for the last two seasons that the thing that was still the most obvious. Everything looked pretty much on par on, on both competitions, but the kicking game was probably the thing that just sometimes jarred us out. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. We've seen Curtin kick that incredible clutch one during the grand final. I'm never going to bring stop bringing that up. And also now Tamara just kicking them like it's an absolute normal. Anywhere part of the field you want to convert uh, score, she'll convert. Incredible kicking.
1: It certainly was, Big T. And this was quite a game. I remember at halftime it, it being 6-all. Yep. And I was pottering around at home because I was having guests the next day. So I was doing a bit of cooking. And then I walked back midway through the second half and I was like, what is going on here? The Roosters just really put the pedal to the metal in that second half. And Racine McGregor and yes. Sam Bremner just continue to impress.
0: If you don't spend the next 184 minutes talking about Racine McGregor's kicking game, then what are we doing? Because What are we doing was, here? What are we doing? I, I, again, I barely drank any of my drink because when I was watching that, that game on replay again, her kicking game made me spit water over and over again. And, her, I mean, her passing game has always been great. Short balls, her vision has been pretty good. But her kicking game is, and there's no other phrase for this, gone to a next level.
1: She set up four tries, Big T, in this game.
0: Were all of them from the boot? No, maybe two.
1: A couple were certainly from the boot. I'm not going to say all of them, but a couple Mm -hmm. were absolutely from the boot. Um, She has been, between her and Samantha Bremner, my players of the season so far.
0: 100%. Well said. And the fact that they both come from the Roosters is terrifying for everybody else.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I think just with Sam Bremner, the big talking point leading into this game was sort of the fullback battle, her and Emma Tonegato. Mm. King Sammy Bremner got the tick on the day.
0: Yeah. And there was a time, I think, where, where there was a great overhead shot where Bremner made one of her 150 line breaks um, mm-hmm. and and Tonegato gave her the left-hand side and Bremner took her right footstep and ran, tried to go to the open side and Tonegato braced it down. But that was the first time where I saw that that Emma was thinking, I've, I've actually got to make her make a choice and then tackle her from behind because when I go one-on-one, she gets a pass away or she puts a step on, she runs over me. And, and whereas Tony i was going, no, have the open field, and I'll just try and run you down from, from behind. So Emma was also changing her game plan mid-game because Bremner and, and that entire back line was just having a day. Um, and put Destiny Brill in that as well, who, we, who has been good before. Uh, my memory might be wrong on this, but I think she – did she play for the Warriors and the Titans and now she's at the Roosters or –
1: from memory, it's just been the Gold Coast Titans, okay. but I'm okay. very happy to be corrected on that.
0: No, 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 no. You're the expert for that. Anyway, she she also is now like an extra cog. Is it coaching? Do you think? How is it the Roosters are looking this good? Other than, I know Joe Sergis is there, Isabel Kelly's there, Sam Brenner was already amazing, but is, is it everyone looks great? So do you think it's coaching? Do you think it's time together? What do you think is happening here? I think it's a bit of a
1: combination of all of the above, Big T. I certainly think having those combinations for a long time has helped. I also think that Isabel Kelly has really, really grown as a leader. And whilst there are some sort of players of her generation that, you know, have either plateaued or not continued to improve, Kelly just continues to find new levels to rise to. And I think Sam Bremner has been absolutely magnificent this year. I'll also say that Racine McGregor has been a really impressive player. So could just be that beautiful Roosters culture, Big T, but uh, <laughs> they are looking strong and certainly have picked up where they left off last season and I would say better.
0: Mm. Um, I would also tell anyone, if someone had asked me on Friday, Thursday or Friday, hey, I'm going to put money on... Roosters, Dragons, and I'm thinking Roosters 13 plus. I would have said, don't do anyone 13 plus. This game won't be a blowout. They're both excellent teams that, you know, it'll be close. And I cannot believe the 34 6 scoreline in the end. Because I also didn't think the Dragons would just capitulate like that in the second half.
1: No, me either. And I suppose, Big T, if I look back to round one, the Roosters really did a number on the Parramatta Eels. As you see the Roosters continue to rack up scores on other teams, you sort of start to wonder. You know, do we have one standout team and other two very good teams and then another sort of three teams really battling it out for that fourth spot?
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to find out later in the pod when they, when they, when the two teams you're talking about finally play each other. Um. Anything else in that game before we move off it?
1: I just want to shout out to Jocelyn Kelleher, who got her double. That was her first double in the NRLW. And also that it, there are a couple of like potential um, injury concerns out of that game. So Holly Wheeler didn't come back for the Dragons in the second half. Sarah Tongatuki limped from the field with a knee concern and the Dragons also had a couple of other injury concerns. So uh, just keep an eye on that in the team list this week.
0: Mm. Ruses are certainly the real deal. Speaking of the real deal, uh, you are the real deal, Mary. You've picked the times. <laughs> You picked the Titans to falter. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't all in on it yet. I couldn't see what you could see, but now I'm 100% with you. The Broncos ended up beating the Titans 22 to four. That was at Redcliffe. Uh, the five tries to the Broncos were for Jamie Chapman, Chelsea Leonarduzzi, Jamie Chapman, Shinee. Oh, I shouldn't have read it. Cezolka and Jamie Chapman. Brianna Clark was was one from five, so it really could have been an even bigger scoreline. Uh, Madison Bartlett scored the only try for the Titans. It wasn't converted. 12-0 at halftime and then they went on with a 22-4. How would you see this game?
1: I'm a little bit surprised with the Gold Coast Titans, Big T. We know that Karen Murphy has gone there to coach, but it seems like they're making some really fundamental errors. Mm. And I see some really basic sort of challenges with their team at the moment. Um Last year when these two teams met up, the Titans actually beat the Broncos, which was mm. a significant win, but I just don't think the Broncos were in doubt at any point of this game.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it wasn't just a classic um, my girl, Ali Brigginshaw kind of masterclass. It was, there was a lot, there was a lot happening. Um, Jamie Chapman was obviously great. Suzuka, who I said, obviously, but, but, it, it was also, as you kind of said, fundamental things. The forwards were massive. Everyone just looked huge for the Broncos, and and anytime there was half a sniff on an edge, they seemed to break through. Um, and I think that does come down to coaching because it's not it's not a huge. You said at the beginning that the Titans hadn't changed their staff enough, their, the personnel enough, and that maybe that didn't look great, but maybe that was going to help because the connections and whatever. So you'd think in defence, um, they would be more locked in, and yeah, and so it might be a coaching thing, that that coaching shift has changed something fundamental.
1: I mean, Jamie Chapman on her own made 15 tackle breaks.
0: <laughs> on her own. Laugh, I don't mean to laugh, but that is incredible. Incredible. It
1: really is. What a stat, huh?
0: And how, how amazing that would have been for her. I mean, she would have got out of that and just been like, that was an absolute date.
1: Yeah, correct. So I think, Big T, we're sort of in a position now where the Titans I would say probably out of finals contention unless or, they do something very, very, very different in the next two weeks. Um, but they've got a couple of tough games coming up as well.
0: Yeah, well, that was my next question. You perfectly um, uh, thought what I was going to say. Do Is the Broncos just beating up in a bad times? Like, are they back or?
1: Um, hmm, are they back? No, I don't think they're back, Mm. Big T. I think we saw some improvement, but what I would say is I still think that the Knights, the Dragons, and the Roosters are stronger than the Broncos.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they haven't got back to that kind of insane dominating vibe yet, maybe.
1: Well, I don't know how they can, Big T. I mean, I know they've got Mm. Ali, amazing, but they have lost some pretty significant players Mm. this season. So, yeah, I'm – predicting that they will finish either fourth or fifth
0: yeah and it's it's weirdly hard for me because the nrlm broncos team love to see fail you know they've had enough success in my my lifetime so i've got no problems watching them get the spoon and things like that i don't cheer for it but i've got no problems for it but there is a weird little ache in my heart watching the nrlm one um falter just because i loved watching ali do her thing and when and when all of the girls were there doing their big thing they couldn't lose, it was, you know, it was a time. It was like watching. There Jordan. was a time. Yeah. And it's, gone. it's a little bit sad. A little bit. No more Jordan. Sad. Yeah. No more right. Jordan. And Queensland can bite themselves to the bottom of the table. That's fine. Um, and really, the game, or oh, is there anything else about that game before we move
1: on? No, I think that's good. Big T.
0: Game of the round, Newcastle Knights versus Parramatta Eels. Knights ended up winning <sighs> 18th. 1816 in Newcastle. And possibly it being in Newcastle was a difference. 10,000 um, fans there. The tries, the three tries to the Knights were Tamika Upton, Taylor Predaborn, and Olivia Higgins. Kira Dib kicked two from three and a penalty goal. Uh uh Home, Tessa Staines and Rakia Home. Sorry, got a double. Uh, Taylor Preston was two from three. So the kicking probably not the difference. A penalty goal in the 47th minute looks like a very wise choice in the end, but um, it was Olivia Higgins' try that really put it away. Tell me, tell me, where were you for the game?
1: I was in my car, Big T. Oh, that sounds so sad now. I was in my car. I was driving across Sydney. So after having Father's Day breakfast with my family, my mum and my dad, I was driving to visit my grandparents and listening in the car. Big T, I don't know whether it's because I've been a Parramatta fan for so long, but I knew, I knew we weren't going to win this game. No, I, I knew. But I have to say this I am extremely proud of the team. I think they have been the biggest improvers week to week in this NRLW competition. And they have played the three top teams, which is why I still think they're right. a shot at finals. They play the Titans this weekend. And then they play the Broncos, I think this team can still make the finals.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. Well that feels great. That feel, and I and I can see it. With the sixteen eighteen, that's extremely close. And and it was a it was an excellent game. The the exciting thing for the Knights fans is that important stats like most tackles, most run meters, um, most fantasy points, things like that, <laughs> are dominated by Millie Boyle and Tamik Upton. So mm-hmm. those two those two purchases that we already knew were great have slotted in and are absolutely doing a the job.
1: They certainly are. And big T, we were talking about the Broncos before. They're the players that they've lost yep. amongst others, you know, so it's no surprise to me that the Broncos are, you know, struggling a little bit this year.
0: Caitlin Johnson also still looking great. The One of the podcast's fave. Caitlin Warren mm-hmm. also got some minutes, um, another podcast fave. So... Um, it looks, they're looking legit. Like that was also coming from behind. It was a see affair. They could have given up. but And I think that's where the home crowd came in, that they ended up coming back and, and winning that game. Um, do you, I think you think, it sounded like you are saying then that the uh, still look like they can make the finals, which means you must still obviously be highly rating the Knights.
1: Absolutely. I think we have a top three and I think there are, three teams that are not looking head and shoulders above the rest but that are looking very dominant. If I look to what's to come, as I mentioned, the Eels play the Titans this weekend, the Broncos play the Dragons. So the Eels could get their first win and the Broncos could remain in the place that they are. And then mm. next week the Broncos will play the Eels, likely playing off for that final spot. Wow. wow.
0: The drama already. we only really just started. This is incredible. I know,
1: I, I know, I know. Drama, drama, drama.
0: Um, anything else from that game you want to touch on before we move off?
1: Ah, uh, congrats to Rick Horn who scored a double. I was very very happy for her. I suppose to my Eels women just keep going. That W isn't far away.
0: Yeah, oh no, for sure. There's there's no way I look at that team or watch that team and think that they're not you know a a, a premiership, maybe not contender, but certainly I agree with you. They're certainly in that in that fight for the yeah. The premiership. Um, premiership. You mentioned before Holly Wheeler and Teague and Dimmick both look uh, problematic with their injury. Chantel uh, Tuaga, as you said, also Autumn Rain, Stephen Staley's is looking a bit dodgy with a knee. Uh, Shakaya Tugai and Chelsea Lenarduce are also looking problematic for the um, Broncos coming out of that round. And your girl, Vanessa Foliaki, who had an absolute game in this as well, she was huge, also should be fine. She she had ongoing leg cramps, but hopefully with a whole bunch of that weird, um, like salty, that salty sweet drink that they drink. It's like an icy pole that's not been frozen.
1: Yes. Hopefully with a yes. thousand of
0: those this week, she'll be fine. Uh, also, the judiciary, Navaja George had a contact. She has a warning, so she should get off, and Yasmin out for the Knights, who's an absolute weapon as well, should also get off, Kayla eye with a warning, so they should all be back. Finishing that round, meaning that, as you said, the Roosters, Knights, and Dragons are in the top three with the Broncos, Eels, and Titans falling behind. I cannot wait. It's obvious that it's at the moment it's the Roosters and Knights. We just need to see them play, and the gods of rugby league have given us that. So this round we have Titans and Eels. I feel like we can both pencil in an Eels W.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, that, yes, that that's exactly what you can do.
0: 22-6, I think, will be conservative. I think they might put 30 points on and it, it might be to six as well. Uh, Dragons and Broncos still in Melbourne. Uh, I mean, you want to say Dragons, right?
1: Yes. I have to say Dragons. If I think that the Eels are still a shot at making the finals, I pretty oh, much have to say Dragons. Shit. Pretty oh, much.
0: We're already doing maths. <laughs> okay, already yeah. doing maths. If you, if you beat the Titans and the Broncos win... It's just the same. Do the Broncos drive the dragons? They would. Oh, wow. So you're then fighting the dragons for that other spot.
1: Oh, so big team, my maths hasn't gone that far. I oh. need to sit down and do some maths mm, this week. Maybe mm, I'll mm. ping Alicia Newton.
0: <laughs> Put the Alicia Newton lamp up into the sky so that she can write Absolutely. an article. Absolutely. What are the 19 <laughs> different variables that can happen from here and how like the LH. And then we have uh, what should be the game of the round. Uh, to to finish this off on Sunday, that's going to be at Allianz. Roosters versus Knights, um, first versus second. We're seeing if the Knights are legit or if it's just the Roosters competition to lose. I mean, I, I'm i actually feeling like it, I'm tipping the Knights. I don't know why. Maybe it's, I'm feeling an ambush. Uh, Allianz is, is the Roosters' stadium, so there's no reason for me to be thinking this. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. Well, what are you thinking? Where's your tip at for that game?
1: I'm tipping the Roosters, big T. I just think they are too good and too strong. And I think the Knights have had just some little errors in the last couple of weeks, which they can't afford to make against a team like the Roosters. I still think the Knights are legit. I do. But I think the Roosters are more legit. (laughs)
0: yeah no I know what you mean there are two quick narratives that I've just invented either way so the Knights win excellent for the competition because you know everyone's taken an L everyone's taken it oh no the Knights wouldn't have taken an L that way anyway it looks like it could be anyone's competition should be the Roosters but maybe but maybe not or Roosters win and then the the whole narrative is they're going to meet each other again in the grand final and the the Knights it was a loss that the Knights had to have so they could beat the Roosters in the grand final
1: yeah potentially
0: Either way, NRLW is winning. Um, Mary, it's been an absolute pleasure. Is there anything that I didn't steer us to?
1: No. Not at all, Big T. I'm hoping that the next time we talk, I've got two wins to talk about.
0: <laughs> I'm confident about you, NRLM. That's for sure. Oh, uh, I'm not. Well, look, but
1: <laughs> have I ever been confident? The answer is no. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I really don't know what to say, Big T. Whenever I watch one of, like, the Eels videos that they put up on socials, oh, I get goosebumps so and then immediately start feeling sick afterwards. <laughs> so that's sort of where I'm at at the moment.
0: I um I am so invested in that kind of final stuff that I love. that And, and the, oh. Melbourne, the Melbourne Storm also do a great job. I cannot wait until the Warriors and Tigers also both make the finals just because how great would it be for them to finally make it. But also they both have excellent um social media mm-hmm. teams and so it'd be great for them to finally get their opportunities to to put up some great stuff oh, if if you're listening to day. this it'll happen i know it'll happen or oh, it'll happen of in the oral the girls the girls will make it for me next year and then and then our social media team can explode that way um, if you're listening to this, we'd love to interact with you on Twitter and Instagram about the NRLW. You can hear that we're super passionate. We want to talk to other passionate people too. Find Mary at Ladies Who League, me at The Biggest Tiger, and, of course, the show at Chasing Roos Pod.